step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. You're listening to KFI AM640, The Bill Handel Show, on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Handle the news! Sucralose, which is the chemical found in Splenda, is genotoxic. It means that it can damage your DNA, raise the risk of cancer, and cause leaks in the lining of your gut. I think this is all myth. I really do. I mean, there was a myth that first started that if you drink enough Splenda, your scrote falls off. Wow. I don't believe wow. any of this. Because I'm Although pretty sitting sure in that chairs has become a lot more comfortable for you, hasn't it? <laughs> and now, Handle on the News. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Bill Handle. And uh, good morning, everybody. Bill Handle. And can you hear me? All right, Bill Handel here on a Monday morning, June 12th. Uh, with the two more days, is uh, Juneteenth. We'll talk about that uh, a little bit later on. Uh, but first, uh, let me say hello to the crowd as we start uh, the show. Morning drive, morning time, uh, Monday morning. When we do this in the morning, good morning. Okay, I don't know if I'll be saying that again, but in any case, uh, let's go for it. Uh, Jason Middleton, good morning. Good morning, Bill. All right, Jason, now now filling in uh, for, well, do we shun people who will leave us? She who will not be said, uh, not be referred to. I don't know. We're very, uh, we're I'm very here for Amish this week here. And next week. Yeah, we're very Amish here on uh, the show. But no, uh, Jennifer's done, and uh, she is off. Um, I'll just say, well, we said goodbye on Friday. But anyway, Jason Middleton is now filling in until uh, we find someone. And uh, you know who I'm pushing for, Jason? Oh, please tell me, Bill. Okay. I'm all ears. Yeah, you are. Let's move on. Uh, Wayne, good morning. Bill, good morning. Good morning. And good morning. Good morning, Bill. Good morning. And Tyler, good morning. Hey, Bill, good morning. Okay, this is the official A team. Well, A minus right now until we have a, a permanent replacement. But um, Jason, it's a good sign. Okay. Just want to let you know. I'm happy to let you know. I'm, I'm just just mentioning. And of course, it's going to be someone else I'm going to be made an ass out of. But let's move on. A uh, lot going on today, to say the least. Uh, so let's get right into it. Uh, our time for Handle on the News with uh, Jason, Wayne, and me. Lead story. Oh, man. This is uh, entertainment with a capital E now. Uh, as we know, the Justice Department unsealed its 37-count uh, uh, indictment against uh, Donald Trump. 37 felonies, uh, including 31 counts under the Espionage Act of willful retention of classified records. Now, I was dead wrong on this. Uh, I believe that, of course, that, that those records were taken. I mean, there's no question about it. 
I poo-pooed uh, that ridiculous assertion of Donald Trump uh, arguing that uh, they were declassified because he thought they were declassified. All the president has to do is in his head think something is declassified and it becomes declassified. Uh, okay, fine. So that was ludicrous. But I thought that those documents were taken by mistake. Much like uh, Joe Biden, there was a document, or maybe there were a few documents uh, that were taken to his home. Mike Pence, one document that was taken to his office where they discovered it. Uh, but it looks like uh, this was absolutely purposeful. Uh, from what the indictment says, uh, Trump knew about it, ordered it, purposely kept it hitting, uh, uh, high, uh, kept it hidden, showed it to uh, at least a couple of times the people that are not uh, cleared, not given security clearances. And uh, the, the, here's, I'm going to do more about this at 7 o'clock, so I'm going to dive into it more. Let me just end this one, uh, this little introduction, as saying that the president, former president, is already going crazy. Uh, attacking, of course, the special counsel, Jack Smith, going crazy with that one. And even Bill Barr, he called Bill Barr something of a pig because Bill Barr, mm. his former attorney general, said that if half of what the allegations, if half the allegations are true, uh, Trump is, quote, toast. And so the attack of anyone remotely uh, involved in the allegations is going to get vi vicious. I think it's going to get more vicious on this one than anything else. So anyway, I'll do a lot more of that at 7 o'clock because this is a huge story, unprecedented in so many different ways. Indeed. Did you see the photograph, I guess, of the bathroom, of all the boxes piled up in the bathroom? Oh, yeah. Bathroom, shower, closets yeah. on that stage. Yeah. I mean, it's just uh, it, it all became storage rooms. One box with the contents are spilled out on the floor. Yeah, it's it's maybe petty, but in the bathroom picture, the there was no covering on the window in the dormer window that looked right into the shower. That seems weird for a luxury. Hey, here's luxury my question resort. on this one too. Do you remember the photo of those documents that were strewn on the floor that we saw next to that radiator? Mm -hmm. uh, we're classified. Uh, the were classified as uh, top secret. You saw the covers. Some of the covers had documents in them. Some were just empty folders, but had been uh, on uh, the top printed, uh, classified, top secret, et cetera. He claimed that was all set up by the FBI. Uh, I question, was it? Or did the FBI simply take photos of uh, the uh, documents on the floor? I don't know that one. Now, we haven't heard anything about that. Hmm. And would the FBI... Well, one of the arguments that Trump has is that this is all politically motivated. I do believe that part of the motivation is political. I mean, he nailed the FBI. He nailed the Department of Justice while he was president. And it was uh, and there was uh, a lot of dissension. They did not like him. Is it payback? Uh, you know, I think there's some political motives. Doesn't mean he didn't do it. Mm -hmm. But uh, Wayne, you're about to say something. Your your th your theory is had he been nice or neutral as to the FBI, but did all the things he's alleged to have done in this indictment, they might have taken a pass on filing charges. No, no, they would have gone forward, but it would have been, uh, I think, a lesser argument that they were doing this for political reasons, because if he had take if he had been neutral 
and they had done this, his accusation of a political motivation would uh, not be as strong is the way I'm looking at it. And this is for his base. Does that make any sense? Ah, I see. You, I don't, certainly you know. don't think it's it sounded for a second like you thought maybe it was politically motivated. Oh, I think it is to an extent. I think it's both. I think it is both politically motivated and he did everything that, that is alleged. What I'm saying is that had he not been anti-FBI, his argument that it was politically motivated would have less strength. I would have said it's not politically motivated. This is just the FBI doing its job. But now I think, well, there's so much to it. I mean, so much. Mm -hmm. Why don't they pay attention to Joe Biden and uh, nail him? Look at how they let Hillary go. Look at uh, Hunter Biden, that they're letting him not be investigated. Although Trump had four years to investigate Hunter Biden and nothing has come up with it yet. Hunter Biden is still under investigation. He certainly is. Yep. And uh, my argument, how long can this investigation go with Hunter Biden? Mm -hmm. Because now we're at six years of uh, the allegation to come out. It first came out during the campaign in 2016. We may be close to seven years now that the Hunter Biden investigation is being bandied about. Another angle on this uh, is the indictment itself. And it, it's reported that the critical evidence within that, it, you have to tell me if this is relatively brief. It seems a 49-page federal indictment for 37 charges seems brief, but a lot of that Evidence in that came from one of Trump's own lawyers. The, some are calling it a roadmap to building their case for the prosecution. I think it's pretty stiff. Uh, his own lawyer testifying as to what was said, uh, that's, uh, that's pretty powerful. We have not yet heard his argument as to it is privileged and it is not privileged because privilege disappears when a criminal act is being discussed or in furtherance of a criminal act. Right, that's the crime fraud exception that's, yes. that, that they used? Okay, all right. You, you must get, have to get hazard pay to be an attorney with Donald Trump, I would imagine. I think that's a, that's a high pressure. Cor Corcoran, the, the, he's still Trump's attorney. I, I don't understand any of this. Well, I understand plenty of this. I don't understand exactly. Well, who, who understands what Trump is going to do, not do what's in his head? I don't think anybody does. I don't think Trump understands what's in his head. Now, we have a mystery that's closer to home as well. In Burbank, the superintendent of the Burbank Unified School District was placed on administrative leave. They won't say why, only that it's a confidential personnel matter. And the thing that makes so at that point, you might think, well, he did something terrible that they don't want to reveal right now, except. Ten out of 19 principals in that district have left just in the last two years, several administrators have left in the past two years, and the people of Burbank may not be that happy with the district. And I say that only because they put a parcel tax on the ballot to raise money for the schools and they didn't pass it. So I don't think it's just this guy got caught doing something untoward. There seems to be a massive problem in that district. And the timing of it seems interesting too, right before summer break or right at summer break. So that maybe they were holding onto this for a while for continuity's sake, moving into when the schools uh, are not full. Yeah, which seems to indicate, and I think a stronger argument that there was, uh, it was not for cause. Because when it's for cause, they tend to dump them immediately. And it would be a coincidence as the summer break starts that that's the, the time that uh, they put him on administrative leave.
The Board of Police Commissioners has voted to approve an LAPD internal investigation that was looking into the fatal shooting of Rodolfo Torres. That was happened on July 2nd, 2022. And they have ruled that a police sergeant and five other officers broke department policy when they opened fire last year on that armed man who refused to follow officers' commands. And, of course, they killed him. Yeah, I, there's all kinds of questions. And, Wayne, I want you to jump into this, too. Uh, and that is, by the sounds of it, uh, if uh, you believe where the, off- where the officer's thinking was the rationale, uh, I don't know whether or not I would have ruled that this was out of policy. If you believe he had a gun, if you believe that he had that kind of weaponry, if you believe uh, that he, he wasn't shot in the back, right? He had, uh, he had uh, it, it, matter of fact, there was a confrontation with the police. I mean, he ran. They followed him. Uh, I don't believe they pulled out weapons first. Uh, where do you see the um, the out of policy? And only five officers, uh, and or that that's uh, there were some that were uh, not written up. Is that correct? Yes. This is this is impossible to understand. This is cockamamie, in my opinion, because and I'm, and I'm not shy about calling out police and excessive force at all. But this is kind of crazy. They see this guy, and. They think he may have a gun in his jacket because there's some kind of a bulge or something. They say, stop. He wa- he walks away. They they follow him for a while. Eventually, he's hit with one of those uh, foam bullets that knocks him down. And a gun comes out, falls out of his jacket. Now they see the gun. There is a gun. When he goes to pick up the gun, that's when everybody opens fire. Yeah, that's the way I read it. So how so is it that how some in cops... The world, how can some of them that were there who fired be kosher and the other ones are not? Because they decided that, and this is why I think it's cockamamie, because I've never seen a, a, a decision like this based on this. There were some officers that were designated as cover officers, and they were in a better position to address the lethal threat. That is the quote from Michael Moore, chief of LAPD. So literally everybody's seeing the same thing and he's deciding some of you that saw it from some angles, you were cool to fire, but those people over there, that was not cool for you to fire. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I truly I don't, don't understand it. This yeah, one. that's the way I read it. And I was thinking that maybe I read it wrong and Wayne, uh, you know, straighten me out on this one, but not in this case. No, there's nothing to straighten out. It's bizarre. Yeah. I cannot imagine a situation where a sane person, I'm sorry, I'm not saying Michael Moore's insane, where a rational, cogent person in, in this fact pattern where a gun falls out of the jacket and the and you've been chasing him, he's been non-compliant already, and he goes to get the gun again, why that is not uh, an appropriate use of force. I'm yes. not saying it's your only option. I'm not saying right. you that's, must And that's the other that, case. That's but, always the but case. But it's still, I don't know how you end up being in trouble. I, I don't that. either. And two points I want to make. It's uh, when arguing excessive force, if there is a firing uh, on a suspect, if a suspect is shot, and any one of the cops there decides to use, not use lethal weapon, to use a non-lethal weapon, I'm talking about within a shooting, not the, the first part of this, that proves that all the other cops who shot are actually guilty of excessive force. Uh, that's for starters. Um, 
And also uh, the argument is, and of course there's going to be a lawsuit, uh, that if you logically look at where this is going with cops' ex uh, excessive force, people, cops have to wait until they were shot at before they shoot back. In other words, uh, well, they you can't shoot unless someone shoots you, and then you have to wound them. You have to hit them in the kneecap uh, because uh, otherwise you can't shoot them in the torso because, my God, you didn't have to kill him. You could have just wounded him. That argument also prevails. Uh, not easy to be a cop, to say the least, which is one of the reasons why uh, there's such a dearth of police officers and trainees and applicants out there. So... Police think there's a serial arsonist going around the Fairfax district of L.A. And most recently, a garage was set on fire, a parking garage, destroyed two cars. Multiple families had to evacuate their homes. This was early in the morning, uh, Saturday morning, like 2 a.m. But in the past couple of weeks, doors have been burned. Gates have been burned. Garbage has been burned. Uh, if somebody stuck a chair or a couch out there, discarded it, that got burned. But apparently they have no leads right now on no. who's doing it. Now, there is an argument that it, the Fairfax area used to be uh, primarily Jewish. You know that. Uh, and maybe uh, there is some accusation that this is a form of Jewish lightning, uh, which is in and of itself a whole argument. But it doesn't seem to be. And for those of you that know what Jewish lightning is, uh, uh, you know what? Look it up. <laughs> so leave that one hanging. Okay. Yeah. Let's move to Philadelphia, where a section of I-95 in North Philly uh, collapsed. A tanker truck got stuck and caught fire underneath. It didn't maybe get stuck, but it stopped underneath a, an overpass on I-95, caught fire, and basically melted the girders, and it collapsed on the northbound side. The southbound side uh, was not structurally sound, and so they had to close it down. I checked Google Maps a little while ago. The uh, detour is in place, but it's already starting to back up. Oh, yeah. Um, 160,000 like cars a day. Yeah, this the I the I ninety five uh, on the east coast is basically the five and the one hundred and one combined. Mm -hmm. It is the major artery that goes up and down, and for this to be knocked out, uh, yeah, it's going to cause some real real problems. And they're saying months. Although I think it's going to be a lot uh, quicker than months because they're going to be working on this twenty four seven. You're going to so? see the lights at night. Oh yeah. And uh, you'll see much like uh, what we did uh, after uh, the uh, what was the uh, we had that bridge collapse uh, in or, Pittsburgh. No, when they no, you're when talking about the ten, the part of the ten that collapsed. Oh, no, no, I, yeah, it was, but it, that's not the, that's not where I'm going. When you talk about remember the uh, bridge, the overpass that happened on the 405 up in the uh, uh, up in the mountains, up uh, where Mulholland Drive is, mm. uh, where they shut it down, Carmageddon. Uh, and oh, that was right. to be shut down. And the contractors got a huge bonus for doing it quicker than anticipated. I think the same thing is going to happen here. They're going to go balls to the wall and have this, get this done in weeks. The administration is throwing an alphabet soup of bureaucracy at this. so you may Oh, it's all away. going together on this one. You're not going to see much uh, holdup because of bureaucracy. This is way, way too important in terms of uh, traffic. Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, is dead at 81, and authorities say he died by his own hand at the uh, Federal Prison Medical Center in Butner, North Carolina, found in his cell. Do you find it ironic that he didn't blow himself up? If he had access, maybe. 
but uh, they're probably they're probably pretty good about not letting him have access to explosives. Well, he's a pretty bright guy. Let me tell you, the guy went to what he went to Harvard mathematics. Uh, oh, this is one bright, bright guy. Crazy. I mean, a lunatic, but still. You talk about off the grid. My God, the way he lived for 12, 15 years. Yeah, Western Montana in that cabin. Um, here in California, the speed camera bill, I think you guys talked about this last week, it gets assembly approval. Now it's up to the state Senate. So these cameras can automatically send tickets to motorists who are speeding. And it's getting closer to becoming law in California. Yeah, how can it not? It makes all the sense in the world because speeding <laughs> causes so much injury, so much death uh, in uh, California, all over the country that... And the technology is that, you know, ex you can ta uh, tag someone with exactly the speed uh, he or she is going. So there you are. There's a camera. Here's your license plate. You were doing uh, 65 in a 45-mile zone area. And uh, what are you going to say? How do you defend that? You don't. Well, you do because they don't re you don't recognize the person, and that is your defense, which is why I always, when I blow through stop, line, mm -hmm. uh, stop signs, I have a Groucho mask on. Nice, good call. And uh, it has worked a couple of times. Okay. You can't, you know, you don't know it's me, it's someone else. And uh, a 16-year-old was shot and killed outside of a party in the Manchester Square neighborhood over the weekend. His name is Quincy Reese, and he was about to become the captain of his uh, high school basketball team. He had actually been scouted and had scholarship officer uh, offers, according to his cousin, and they're still trying to, we don't even have a, a description of the suspect. And the story talks about he had 58 scholarships uh, offers already and was already being scouted. Notice that uh, they always mention when some kid who got, was shot or somebody who is killed, uh, if uh, they have uh, some kind of... Uh, uh, what am I looking for here? Uh, they have uh, some kind of abilities that are more than the rest of us or uh, have, have some kind of a success. And I, do they do this because it makes it even worse? Uh, it uh, becomes even a bigger crime. And in fact, and the argument is, uh, do they have more value than uh, other people? And I tend to think that's one of the reasons uh, that uh, they bring that stuff up. That's Not only is the, it a shame, it's a damn shame. That's one of the narrative functions of it. And the other narrative function of it is um, that it's sort of like saying without saying that, oh, it's he, he probably was not involved in anything untoward. Yeah. As opposed to let's say you have a kid who's in a gang and he gets into an argument with a rival gang member and he gets shot. And a lot of people would say, well, he kind of was living in that world. Yeah, I mean, and, I think, I think a lot of us. Out, pointing out the features of, of certain victims, it's another way of trying to say, like, hey, don't blame this victim. But then other victims, you're allowed to blame them. Oh, I think I do believe a lot of us think that way. I go there. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just telling you, I, and I think a lot more people go there than uh, would admit it. Maybe even to themselves. It's the frontline reporting of it. Uh, Wayne's word uh, narrative is, is germane. Uh, the Tustin doctor, who has been reportedly called a drug dealer, uh, he got 12 years in prison. And this is why. He, has pres uh, he prescribed uh, 53,000 oxycodone pills, 68,000 hydrocodone pills, and 29,000 pills of amphetamine salts. Uh, using different patient names for patients who didn't need such things. And uh, 12 years, uh, that's the sentence that was handed down. Yeah, this is over five years. But if you still look at the numbers, uh, for example, today, 
uh, let's say you are in a very serious uh, accident or you've gotten some surgery in which it's extraordinary pain. For example, a thoracic surgery is just really painful. They'll give you three days worth. They'll give you eight pills. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then after that is take Motrin uh, or uh, take aspirin. Thank you very much. I'll be crazy stuff to where it's gone the other way. But if you look at the number of pills, I mean, it's astronomical. I mean, clearly, I, I'm assuming he argued this was good medical. Uh, it was good medical care. Although, I'm, I, do you find it interesting that he didn't plead out on this? Hmm. They were seeking 20 did, years. As did he sentence. plead or not, uh, Wayne? He pled. Okay. Yeah. And he admitted, and this, I want to say something, because what you're bringing up is a real legitimate problem where some doctors have a different philosophy of treating pain, including chronic pain, and their philosophy legitimately is you just keep the person on opiates so they yep. can maybe manage their lives. Yeah, that's legitimate. And then we will hear about it and go, oh, that's ridiculous. He was just a pill pusher. This was really apparently a pill pusher because... The doctor here admitted that he was writing all of these prescriptions in exchange for cash. Well, it, so I don't think this is a guy who like was OK no. and then crossed a line and now it's too many pills. And how do you know it's too many pills? Yeah. This seems more like what we classically think of. Yeah, clearly. I mean, clearly the prosecutors wanted 20 years. Uh, but to your point, back to uh, pill pushing and where you cross the line and what doctors think how to deal with chronic pain is forever opiates. And people get addicted and they do. And uh, today there's no such thing as opiates for, uh, for chronic pain. It doesn't exist anymore. And uh, that's how, how far the pendulum has swung. Uh, you got to tell you, the surgeries that I had recently over the last couple of years, uh, wow. Let me tell you, I hurt. I really hurt. And uh, they wouldn't let me have the opiates that uh, I should have had for my pain. Just saying. But right. you did get that uh, nice, uh, it, I'm a trooper patch that they <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We're going through all of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we're up to five churches now that have been expelled from the Southern Baptist Convention's convention because they dare have lady pastors. Yeah, those and, women pastors. Uh, the latest one is a church in uh, Kentucky. This article we have here is, is entirely about that particular church, but Orange County Saddleback Church, which is a huge, huge church, is also one of the ones that was kicked out. And uh, they're fighting back. They're trying to get back in. You may even see like litigation, and I don't know how a civil judge decides. He does. A religious I mean, organization gets to decide who religiously is of in. Of course, or out. they do. Of course, they can decide what the requirements are to be a member of the church or not to be a member of the church, unless they don't let in black people. Then what do you do with that? If you're a protected class, I think they have to let you in. They can't uh, uh, even if you are. It's a religious situation. What would the court say on this one? What would the Supreme Court do on this one? Mm. This court also. Uh, did you notice, once again, it almost passed. The Southern Baptist organizations tried to push Congress to make a women uh, bring back uh, uh, women could not vote. That uh, damn, uh, you know, amendment allowing women to vote. Bastards, how can they do that? It was one of the worst days in the history of the United States when they allowed women to vote, much less be pastors. Oh. Hmm. 
we've reported here and we've talked about uh, the LAPD is expanding its ranks this year or hoping to. We talked a little bit earlier this hour about the dearth of police officers. Well, the L.A. Fire Department says yes. And a report submitted recently says that uh, their paramedics and their firefighters are overworked in high incident demand areas and they want to add more firefighters as well. Yeah. How many firefighters can you pay one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year for? And they deserve it because they're working so many insane, crazy hours. Yeah. And I think there's a whole issue about mandatory overtime, too, that you just can't say, no, thanks. I'm, I'm doing my 40 or 50 hours or my shifts, whatever. I'm going home now. Uh, it's it's getting bad. But then we go back to the police officers. Now, the firefighters, I don't know about. I think firefighters is simply a matter of um, uh, of a budget that they're not hiring people. Police officers, we know because they just don't have enough police officers out there because people don't want to get killed. And they want to they don't want to be accused of excessive force. Doesn't happen with firefighters. So uh, it's 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 municipalities going crazy. And this is L.A. Fire Department. No surprise. And it's official. The L.A. City Council voted on Friday to establish Juneteenth as a permanent paid holiday for city employees this coming a year after uh, Mayor Eric Garcetti. Oh, I haven't thought about him for quite a long time. He signed a proclamation to create the holiday and now it's an official paid holiday. Oh, that's special. So another holiday. This is when it's good to be a. Uh, employee of the state or city or county uh, because uh, they run out of holidays. There is now holiday number three. They've run out of names. Oh, they're just going to go to a Yeah, they're now going to go straight to numbers. Oh. Holiday number 38, <laughs> holiday number 40. I can think of some of the official holidays that are less important than this one, though. Huh. If I mean, if you want to make room... Right. Clear the calendar kind of situation. Mm -hmm. Prioritize. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, religious holidays are really fun. I, I don't think anything beats the Jewish uh, holiday calendar. I mean, that's uh, virtually every other day is a holiday. You know, the second day of pomegranates being used uh, in whatever religious holidays. I mean, it's just uh, it's completely crazy. And they go on for days and days, too. So, OK, uh, Juneteenth, by the way, it's a big deal. No question about it mm -hmm. in American history. Uh, every June 19th. And the history of it is kind of interesting. Two and a half years uh, after uh, the, uh, uh, the Emancipation Proclamation, uh, a group of uh, African-Americans uh, in Galveston were told, you're free. They had no idea. Yeah. Uh, the CNN headline, I'll just give it to you. It's official. We're in a bull market. Uh, the ones that I watch a little bit deeper than that are, are we in a bull market or a bull trap? But technically, equity markets on Wall Street are now in a bull market we're out of the bear market area but it's really kind of a return to normal and according to a lot of algorithms and some other analogies yeah i mean uh, jason this is your wheelhouse clearly uh does this really mean anything or is this just this is more of a technical move uh, so really big picture doesn't really mean much no it, it really kind of doesn't it's so close to the line anyway it's just a good headline because we are technically out but only by like 0.1 percent given on let's say on the nasdaq the s p 500's up it was the last one to go back up above the line into bull market territory uh in pre-market trading right now we're looking at wall street dow jones s p nasdaq all are up a little bit right now so it's not moving markets at all as a headline it's more of just a technical move uh, on for the financial markets period 
Uh, it's like re reporting on housing uh, prices. Uh, if uh, on average a housing uh, a house increases by twelve dollars, uh, that is technically an increase in the value of homes. Yeah, pretty much. Yes, I mean there's there's so many other pressures to be watching right now. A technical move on the bull market bear market line really doesn't matter much. All right, how about this? Americans now have an all-time high credit card debt. Coming in on $1 trillion, $988 billion, to be a little more specific. This according to TransUnion's uh, Quarter 1 2023 Credit Industry Insights report. The average credit card debt carried by an American is about $5,700. But this varies based on your age bracket. So, for example, the youngsters, 18 to 29, their average is only 2900 because they haven't had enough time right. to run it up. Right. And 40 to 49 has the highest $7,600. Let me ask you, uh, when you hear that figure, $7,600 credit card debt, does that not Im immediately strike you as a small amount of debt because you consider high balances in the 30s, $40,000? I mean, I get that on handle on the wall all the time, mm -hmm. and no one calls me on a $7,000 credit card debt. Right. It just seems very, very low. At least it affects us because we're so used to high debt. Also, this is such good news for the banks. Well, you know, they're making so much money. It's it's coming in so fast. Right. This is why I'm still sticking to my uh, we're going to get a short, shallow recession is because a lot of this credit card spending is on non-discretionary stuff. It's going towards essentials. It's going towards groceries that because of the sticky inflation, inflation is basically a paycheck and they're having to put a lot of stuff on their credit cards to get through. That bill is going to come due sooner than later. UFC champ Conor McGregor has knocked out a mascot in a bizarre bit during the NBA Finals. Uh, I, I did have to go back and look at the video of this. Yeah, one. Uh, that video is hilarious. That was a bit. It was a bit, but uh, Conor McGregor's not known to pull punches. He definitely didn't pull punch here. Yeah. Have you seen that in the video? Yeah. I mean, he literally clocks that mascot. I don't know why. Did he know it was a bit? Did he yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. The whole <laughs> yeah. thing was a stupid promotion for a pain relief spray. And the joke of it would be that uh, McGregor punches out Bernie, the Miami Heat mascot, and then sprays him with the pain-relieving spray. But the problem is he hit him too hard, and the guy had to go get medical attention. Had to be sprayed with the pain-relieving uh, product. It says, makes sense. Okay, he's good. It says here that McGregor was introduced, and he got booed for a long time. So maybe he was just tipped into a different place mentally before he had to do the bit. You'll take it out on Bernie. <laughs> yeah. Because the Not crowd fair. doesn't like you. Not cool. Uh, and if you walk around Los Angeles, you may see something that, uh, you're not supposed to see, but it's a good thing. Parrots. There is no current species of parrot that is native to the continental United States yet in the LA area. Mm -hmm. There are multiple species. I think no, as many as nine different species of non-native parrot found around here. Lots of rumors. How did they get out there? One big rumor is there used to be in Van Nuys a Bush Gardens. Yeah, I remember that. Shut down, yeah, when it shut down in the 70s. That One of the rumors is the parrots that were living there, and they went out into the wilds of L.A. Other people say it's people who had them as pets and let them go, or even pets that escaped from their cages. But in any event, you can see them. And there's one parrot, the red-crowned parrot. This is really interesting to me. It's actually considered endangered worldwide. And in its native homeland in Mexico, it's in trouble 
But here in L.A., it is what they call established, meaning Ooh. there's enough of them here that the population will continue to grow. That's cool. You said there's nine species, I guess. Oh, nine, there are, no, nine species here. Different. Here, right. Oh, there are here in L.A. Species, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, there's one called Super Loud that lives near my house, for oh, sure. That, there's like a yeah. pair of them that live on my Yeah, garage. they are. They're beautiful birds, but oh, they, are. they are loud. And I don't know if they have any predators out there uh, because even the hawks, et cetera, you know, they're big birds. All right, let's take a break. We're coming back. And the 37 charges that former President Trump has been indicted on, Oh, there are many levels on that one. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You've been listening to The Bill Handel Show. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. and anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.